Welcome to the Awakened Masculinity Podcast. I'm your host, Lorene Krenn, and this podcast is dedicated to help you understand women better, experience deeper levels of intimacy, and grow in confidence. It will arm you with powerful tools and insights to awaken your true potential. The world needs awakened men more than ever before. Welcome, guys, to episode 48 of the Awakened Masculinity Podcast. Today, we have our guest, Devin Frederickson. I hope I pronounced that right, brother. And Devin is a powerful man's coach who helps men harness their sexual energy and embody the healthy masculine. He's a member of the Sacred Sons, one of the most sought-after and successful groups in the entire men's work field. Thank you for joining the podcast, my brother. Mm, so good to be here with you, man. I'm, I'm just so excited to be here. Me too, brother. And the first question I always ask my podcast guests is, and I understand it's not an easy question. The question is, how did you become the man you are today? And I know this is due many reasons, but can you pinpoint that to a certain event or certain events? What made you the man you are today? Hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely a hard question to pinpoint one event. <sighs> I honestly, if I had to give one specific event, there was this meditation retreat that I was on in 2013. It was a month after the December 21st, 2012 portal. And I was doing this retreat that was all focused on activating the heart. And I remember I was doing this. This was day three of the, of the five-day meditation retreat. And I had a full-on heart catharsis. I, my heart just blasted open. And again, the whole focus was to get into that space of the heart. And I, I was already on my journey at this point, but that really, really shifted things for me because to have a full, a full body awakening, a Kundalini awakening in addition to my heart and just my spirit coming back online, coming back into my body, that awakened me to the awareness of my heart and to, to as a man specifically to, to own the responsibility of going from the brain back to the heart. And when I did that, that has been my guiding light since, since that moment moving forward and just remembering to always live and to maintain that connection with my heart. Well, brother, I would call this a very powerful answer. And yeah, I can definitely relate to this. It's really like it's, it's happens with many of us in many various ways of form, but in the end, we all, want to return home, home to our hearts, home into the body. And maybe that's something we, we can elaborate right here. It's about um, spirituality often being about going out of the body and going and in other dimensions and all these kind of things, which can also often lead to spiritual bypassing. But yeah. as, we, as you mentioned right now, the importance of being in our body, centered in our cock, centered in our heart. And I hope we can talk more about that later as well. We can talk about all of that. That's, 
that's what I was talking about on the drive home last night with a dear friend of mine, another brother, and just talking about all the realms of spirituality, how you talked about a lot of it's focused on going out. And to me, the whole point of the journey of being spiritual is being human, is, is embracing this existence right now. No yeah. matter how many star galaxies or nations or planets that you've come from, no matter how much of an awareness you have of past lives or whatever it may be, we're human right now. And to me, this experience is about staying here and being here on earth. And to me, one of the most spiritual things that I can do is to live in my body, is to experience this life fully in my body. So I, I would love to continuously explore this topic being centered in the heart, being centered in the cock, all these aspects yeah. are about being human. So I'm, yeah, I love then, it. Then I love, I love the brother. Let's jump right into it. If somebody would come to you right now and ask you, how can I harness my sexual energy? And of course, that's a, you can't just answer it in one sentence, but what would you say to that person? Where does one start in harnessing their sexual energy? I'm, I'm going to say two, two parts to that answer. One, your breath. And two, your focus. And the more that one can develop their connection to their breath, the focus has to be focused on the breath. So that's why I say both of those. Because our breath is the spirit. That's what animates us. That's what keeps us alive. When we stop breathing, spirit doesn't come into our body. And so the breath helps us to regulate and navigate and stay connected to our sexual energy, that power that's inside of our body. Our breath helps us to calm ourselves down or get ourselves excited, helps us to disperse and move energy. So to me, the breath is the foundational practice across the board, the foundational connection. So if, if somebody would come and ask you this, the first thing you would tell them is, you would probably do a breathwork session with them or give them tools in order to train their breath. Exactly. And you said the second one is focus. What, do you, what did you mean by that specifically? Yeah. So focus is presence. It's the ability to, to be with whatever that is. And yeah, well, let's say focus slash presence. Because to me, presence is, is what we bring to every moment if yeah. we as a man look at ourselves as an energetic biological part if we are to penetrate every situation if we're to bring our presence into every situation we need to know how we're impacting we need to know how we're showing up and so one's presence to me is directly correlated to the level of your sexual energy and power because that presence is going to allow one to feel it even more, to embody and embrace it even more. And so if one isn't present, how can one attempt to have multiple orgasms? How can one attempt to separate ejaculation from orgasm? Not separate, choose. And it's, it's such a lofty concept, yet it's also so simple. Yeah. Because it's like, well, presence. Like, oh yeah, I'm present. And... Am I present to the wind that's blowing outside, to the birds yeah. that are chirping, to being present to you and feeling the energetic exchange to us, even though we're talking over a piece of technology, yeah. there's still this ability for us to feel each other because we're 
we're tuning into the moment wherever we are on the world with each other. And so it's this ability to be with the moment. And, and you just, you know, I saw a post from our brother Russ, Sacred Souls Yoga. He shared your quote. Yeah, and I saw this this morning as well. Yeah, this morning. Yeah, I can't remember the exactness of that. But to me, you're talking about presence because when a man, specifically when a man and a woman are relating or masculine and feminine energy, when the masculine brings that presence, the feminine can surrender. The feminine feels safe yeah. to, exactly. to feel that support that's all around. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank you for mentioning this, brother. The quote, the exact quote was, the masculine gift is to guide a woman into her naked heart and guard her while she opens like a flower. And it's just like you said, brother, it's presence. Like it's the f fundamental piece. Like, but I love you. I love your answer. And there's one particular reason why I love your answer is because you don't come with a special technique and directly going deep into Tantra work. And there are many shapes of form of Tantra, but you really give a fundamental basic answer. And without the breath, without presence, like it's, you cannot harness your sexual energy. It's, it's, it's also this kind of idea that like, yeah, I'm just going to harness sexual energy and it's going to be easy. Yeah, to some degree, you got to train yourself first before you even go down that route. And I think that's where a lot of people get stuck. They think I got to do some fancy techniques. I got to go to a Tantra workshop, which is amazing, but they got to train their presence. They got to train their breath. They got to create the fundament because if you have no foundation and you build a house, I think Jesus even said that if you, I don't know what the exact paragraph was, but if you like build a house on, on sand, it's not going to fucking work. So if you do all the kind of fancy techniques, but your breath is shallow and weak and you're always distracted by, by your phone constantly, you're never present. It's not, it ain't going to work. And I believe that is what you're inherently saying here right now. <laughs> I just, I so deeply resonate with that because it doesn't matter what techniques I know. And I, I'm a, I'm a direct testament to that. It doesn't matter what techniques I know because I've tried to use those techniques and they haven't worked because <laughs> I haven't had that foundational practice. And I understand. Um, I think in the Western cultures, specifically with these technology devices, the smartphones, the instant gratification has repeated itself over time, just like school has taught us to just regurgitate rather than actually learn. My, my intention when I work with individuals is to help them get back on their own journey, help them get back to their own home and their space because one technique might work for you, me and one technique might work for you. And yeah. it might not be the same for both of us. So yeah. for me to come in and try and just give an answer right away, to be like, oh, this is what you do I feel like that's what's being highlighted on a large level across the world right now, specifically in the U.S. with the police brutality and all these aspects is like, oh, this is the answer. You do this rather than what happens when we return home? What happens when we recognize that we live here on earth? What happens when we slow down and when we listen? Yeah. And to me, when I slow down and listen, it doesn't matter whether I'm making love or I'm cooking food or I'm planting a garden, or I'm listening to a friend, I can pay attention to so much more with my presence of what's going on. Wow, man. Yeah, deeply feeling this and powerful energy already in this podcast. 
there's so many topics I want to talk about, but I'm going to try to create a path for us both. And I'm going to have you, I already know this. I'm going to have you again on the podcast because yeah, just going to have you again. But for those who are listening to this right now and they have never worked with sexual energy, we both know the benefits of this work. But to those who are like kind of still in between, do I want to work with this? Is it necessary? But maybe I can just bypass or skip it. Well, I can do other things. What would you tell them? What are the, not necessarily the benefits in the books, but the benefits that, that you have experienced, that you started to embody by doing this work? That's a really powerful reminder for me to, to just take inventory. Of, of how much it's impacted my life. When I, and the result of me cultivating my sexual energy and just recognizing that it's something that I get to connect with, it's literally benefited everything in my life. Because for me, as I've worked with this energy, I've realized over time that life is sex. And, and I don't mean like penetrative sex, I mean creation. I mean, we're always engaged in this act of creation, of life, of birth and death and rebirth, and just this cycle moving all the time. And to me, sexual energy is like that. It's, it's always moving, it's always being created, and it's always dying and going back into the fertility, in the light to the dark. And what it's helped me to do is it's helped me to expand my capacity to feel, it's helped me to live a more vital and thriving life style and life. And it's helped me to be more healthy. It's helped me to have more endurance in whatever it is, whether it's making love or training my body or playing on the earth with friends, whatever it may be. It's helped me to get in more connection to lower parts of my body, like my feet, because when I started to cultivate my sexual energy, and this was something that I didn't learn from any books, but I noticed that I didn't have as much sensation in my feet, wow. even though I've, I'm born and raised on Maui and I grew up my whole life walking barefoot on this earth. But it, it helped me to see that my awareness wasn't in my feet and that helped me to come to a deeper realization of an aspect of the practice that I help share with men. And it's, yeah, more than anything, I think what it's helped me is to develop my presence. And I talk about, I, I like was talking about it earlier, because as I've sat with intense sensation and pleasure and orgasm and blissful experiences, and also pain from blockages in my body or areas that I may not have had opened, it's helped me to feel and be more present. So that way I can meet whatever's going on in the world around me. And that is, that's just deepened my life because I get to witness the miracle of life and I get to witness the beauty of this earth and nature and my fellow humans. And if anything, it's helped me to live an orgasmic life would be the best way that I can say it. Wow. Especially the part where you mentioned about being aware of the, of, of, of your feet. It's also something I noticed in myself, like this tendency to, to have the energy really focused only head area thinking shoulder chest area but below that there is no awareness of energy and man it's so easy to slip i'm sure you can testify that it's so easy to just get just be up there but not down there 
And that's back mm. to what we shared in the beginning, guys. It's this kind of spirituality. Yeah, up, up, important, light, light. Yeah, amazing. But you also, we are here, like Devin said before, we are here to experience ourselves as human. And we are being nurtured by Mother Nature. But Mother Nature is not up there. Our feet are the first one who touch it. Yeah. Yeah, brother. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And it's, you mentioned that exercise you do with men you work with. What would you tell a man who, whose energy is stuck all up there? One or two exercises you would give them to really bring back their, to ground their energy? Yeah, that's, that's a great way. Because again, this is, this is a practice for those of you who are listening my guess is you're listening to this podcast with Lauren because you're, you're open to sexual energy. But if, if you're still questioning or curious, these are practices that I share with men who come to me that apply across the board. Doesn't matter how spiritual you are or, or how traditional you are conventional because it's all still spiritual. I just want to say that across the board, everything's spiritual, even the stuff that spiritual people may judge. I'm like, that's, that's still spiritual, even if you're trying to judge it, like everything's spiritual. So let's get over that. Two practices. One, helping men massage their feet. So wow. just like massaging your feet, because what that does, there's the, the concept of reflexology, how we can address and talk to our whole body through our feet. So by massaging your feet, you get to have an act of self-love. You get to give to yourself. You get to invest in yourself. You're taking a moment to create a deeper relationship with your body. And what this does has many benefits. It's connecting and opening up all the pathways and the meridians in our body as much as possible because we're connecting to those parts in our body and helping the energy to move. And also it just feels really good. And then this helps you to just feel your feet even more. And then you might be like, wow, I didn't even realize that all this sensation is starting to move in my body and just just doing that while i'm talking to you right now while i'm i'm massaging my feet while i've been talking about this heat is starting to move in my body i can feel energy moving up my legs and it's as if there's like feathers being dusted all over my body but i it's it's just energy moving and that's the reflexology power happening so that's one massaging your feet in whatever way possible whether with your hands with a tennis ball with a stick whatever it is just putting pressure the next exercise that is really powerful is just standing on the earth or standing wherever you are and just lifting your feet up and then pounding your heels down. So you put the pressure onto the balls of your feet and lift up and then just create this pounding sensation. And what that does is it grounds us. It takes the energy from our head. Sorry about that. I'm going to no put the, I'm going to put it on do not disturb because I got a phone call. Um, when you, when you put that pounding energy down, it takes all the energy from the head down to the feet. And it just, it drops us into our legs and into our feet. And yeah. um, that, that power of just getting back into the body is so potent and so magical because so much of humanity is up in its head. And that's, that's not what the head or the brain is meant for the mind. It is a place to receive information, but it's not meant to be the place where we dictate everything. And so, yeah, that just 
whether you want to jump or put the pressure on the balls of your feet and pound your heels down, that practice just whew, grounds us and drops us in. Yeah. And of course, it also grounds your sexual energy. So, oh yeah. For instance, would you also recommend this exercise to somebody who is feeling aroused and wants to control their arousal state or wants to ground that energy? I mean, yes, you can say that. I would say if someone is by themselves, it might be a little more appealing. Um, if you're making <laughs> love with someone, like, I mean, I'm not saying no, but like some people might get weirded out if you just are like, hey, I need to go jump right now. And like, I'm jumping. Like, but in by no means am I saying don't do it. I just, I have never personally practiced it. I do it by myself. And, and a lot of the practices that I, I work with men and women is to help them develop their own personal practice. So that way, when they come to relate with another, they have that awareness for themselves. So if it's something that works for you, go for it. Yeah. I just, again, coming back to, to, to not giving a prescription to someone, I think people need to try it and, and see if it works. And, and if it works for them, great. If not, there, there's going to be something that works for you. Yeah. And I love what you're saying here, brother. I love everything you're saying, but I'm picking out certain things that really resonate deeply with my heart. And one of these things is this that there is no recipe for all of this. There is no recipe to harness your sexual energy. There is not this one book that it's going to change your life. Basically what you're saying, it's really that you help people come back into their body, center into their breath, ground themselves and many other things. And that's where they start to develop their own magic. That's where they start to develop their own inherent power, which we all have. Yeah. So true. Yeah. There, there, was, there was something that came through me the other day and it, it felt a little edgy for me, but it's so, it rings so true for me is that your true human power and potential is deeply, relude, is deeply rooted in your sexual power. Yeah. And yeah. each individual has their own sexual power. And so each individual is going to find their own unique way there. People might have very similar pathways and engage in similar practices, but at the end of the day, it's you. Like you as Lauren, you have to do everything yourself. I could give you every single practice, yeah. but if you don't do them, you can have a bookshelf of all the practices in the world and have everyone come over, have every woman come over and say, hey, look, I do all this stuff. And then if you don't, if you aren't able to do that practice, then what, like, what's the point of trying to prove something rather than embodying it and act, being able to experience it. Yeah, yeah. And that's exactly the next topic I want to jump into. You just mentioned it here right now, brother. It's embodiment because you say in your Instagram bio that you help people embody the healthy masculine. And I already love this sentence because you don't tell people, hey, I give you a concept, hey, I give you this. And as you said before, it's really nowadays world, I call it awakened masculinity. The awakened masculine, you call it healthy masculine. In the end, it's all the same. You can call it whatever. You can also call it banana if you want. I mean, probably not the best word, but you could. And many men come to me and I guess you experience the same thing. Yeah, it's all so much. And how do I embody the healthy masculine? But already that approach is showing that you're going to have difficulties to embody it. So if somebody would ask you, Devin, 
how the fuck do I actually ground these things? How do I start embodying these things? What would you tell them? <laughs> or, or let's put it better, let's put it better because this it is a very difficult question. What would you describe as the healthy masculine? How would you define the healthy masculine? I, I appreciate that uh, because my, my first response was going to be, well, it's, it's going to be a question because if someone is coming to me and asking about healthy masculinity, I'm going to ask them why, why they are coming or why they're asking yeah. that question. Because to me, to get the best answers, I have to ask the best questions. Mm. And for me, healthy masculinity, awakened masculinity, conscious masculinity, like you said, they're all words describing the same thing. I believe at its core, healthy masculinity is presence, is recognizing that the masculine is presence. Father Sky is mm. around Mother Earth, is, is supporting her. Even if she can't see him, she can feel him always. I, I would say that healthy masculinity is recognizing that as a man, we have a responsibility to our collective. I would say that healthy masculinity is protecting what is sacred, protecting the earth, protecting our women, protecting our children, protecting our fellow brothers, standing up for, and, and not the word right, but standing up for what we feel in our hearts. Because to me, when I know something, it's in my heart. And, I, and there's no questioning that. I would say that healthy masculinity is being connected to one's heart. Yeah, I love that. If I would just say one sentence, I would love that. Like, I think you too, like healthy masculine means to be connected to one's heart. And from there, everything else in the end follows. Yeah. And you said that you, could you, I know I'm asking a lot of specifics, but a lot of men are listening to my podcast and you know how most men are. They want the solutions. They want the yes. quick fix. So yeah. Is there one practice about, or one thing, or one concept of awareness to work with? How can a man in his daily life remain connected with, with his heart? Slow down. Slow down, yeah. Slow down, yeah. And there's a reason why I paused, because I could keep on talking. But what happens it. when yeah. we slow down and feel? and breathe and be with the moment. There's nothing that we need to rush. There's nothing in life that needs to be rushed, even though there is a, in my opinion, a poisoned, a, a diseased system that, that is telling everyone it needs to be 24 seven, 365, all these <laughs> concepts. And, yeah. and how that even comes into lovemaking and this intimacy space and sacred sexuality making sure you last longer and longer and longer like having this focus of always doing more when when we slow down so much happens like just slowing down i feel energy moving in my body i feel orgasmic like i said living an <laughs> orgasmic life like yeah it's, man. It's, it's it's right here and if we're always trying to go to the next thing, figure it out, we're missing the juiciness, the magic of this moment. So to me, slowing Fuck down yeah. has been the one thing 
that has that has helped me across the board fuck yes and this is also really something that every every person can work with i mean yeah. and as you mentioned it's it's everywhere like if it's in the bedroom slow down when you slow down you start to breathe deeper you start to become aware of your surroundings of your body and man this is something i definitely have a have a shadow with it's this kind of shadow of Maybe you can relate to this. It's this kind of shadow of, I got to do more. I got to do work with my, I'm very, very, very mission driven. Like <laughs> when I feel out of, aligned, out of alignment with my mission, man, that's when you get to know my really dark, dark, I'm not talking about the healthy dark aspects of the masculine, but more of the kind of in the shadow aspects. Yeah. But I love that you're saying this because when a man slows down or a woman listening to this, slowing slows down, you can feel, and like you said before, like harnessing your sexual energy allowed you strengthened your or expanded your capacity to feel. And the more we can feel, the more present, the more we can meet the world. That's what you said, basically. I'm just guys. I'm just repeating Devin's word here, words here because they're so powerful. You can meet the world from that place. Your challenges, your lover everything that relates to literally everything hmm. yeah. yeah wow <laughs> going balls deep into the really important <laughs> here. Uh, another phrase another phrase that i like to say in regards to balls deep is hearts deep <laughs> yeah yeah and it's definitely this connection between balls and heart if you're just yeah. in your balls it's like i don't know what's going to happen if you're We're just exactly <laughs> <laughs> so it, there has to be this kind of because a lot of people say brain heart coherence but i prefer the word balls heart coherence you know what i mean like we're so much in the fucking brain anyway you know what i mean we don't gotta practice being in the fucking brain it's like yeah. it's happening anyway but yeah, also, and, and, and for instance, what I notice when I work with clients or what I learn from my mentors is when somebody's only focusing on the heart area, only heart, 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 they're missing this kind of fierce warrior spirit, this kind yeah. of more darker masculine energy. It's really becoming a soft, loofy, kind of sensitive, touchy new age guy kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I, I laugh for all for the, all of you listening as well as you, Laura. I laugh because I I know that journey so well. Man, me too. That's why I'm fucking talking about it. <laughs> I know that journey so well, bro. Because I so you 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 know kilos more than pounds, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I was I was right around ninety two kilos at one point, and I I was playing rugby. Yeah. And my whole life changed. I had a whole, I had a near death experience that completely changed everything for me. And I went, I went from one extreme to the other extreme. I started practicing yoga. I went plant-based and vegan. And I just let go of that fierce, dark, masculine warrior energy. And only until about a year and a half ago, I realized that that energy, well, maybe maybe two years ago. Yeah. About two years ago, ex almost exactly two years ago. Cause on May 26th, 2008 was when I started to train for a marathon and 
that's when the energy came back in and I started to feel so vital again, so alive. And I was training my body and I just, I really got to experience through a visceral embodiment of not caring for my body and then training my body with this perspective that when I train, I'm deepening my presence and my connection with my body that I get to use weights and I get to use isolation exercise and compound exercises and high intense integ um, intensity workouts and CrossFit or whatever it may be that I can do these workouts to help me deepen my connection, to help me get deeper into my heart. And, and then I just have activated such a fire inside myself through doing this. And I see how so many men as well because of what we've seen from being up in the head and, and being so fierce and being tyrannical and being destructive that we, we, we try to get so far away from it that we forget that that's, that that's a part of our humanity, that that animalistic, primal, carnal nature is so much a part of ourselves that you talk about the dark masculine. That's our desire. Yeah, that is, yeah. that is, and that's mission, right? That's purpose. Like that is, us going for it and and if we're not connected to that how can we live life on purpose how can we have that passion how can we devour and ravish a partner if that's what we want to do if we're not connected to that fierce warrior that fierce animal inside yeah yeah man like you you really i can relate to this on the deepest level man i know all about being a sensitive touching your age guy and it's exactly the same thing you i i, I it's <laughs> I mean, I'm writing a book right now and, and, and the concept I wrote in the book is something like this. It's related to women right now, men, women and masculine feminine is she doesn't want only the badass because the badass might turn her on because of his relentless courage and his bold, his bold desire to go for his mission, like you say. And but at the same time he's heartless and disconnected and it's too getting yeah. tyrannical like you said or toxic to some to some to some degree. At the same time, she also doesn't want only the sensitive, nice, sweet guy. Of course, his structured kindness and his ability to commit and be sweet and loving and enjoy life on earth and honor love and his heart. But what's missing is this fierceness and. Yeah, I love what you mentioned here, brother. It's really, it's really in Buddhism. It's they always say it's like the middle way. I'm not necessarily yeah. so connected to Buddhism, but sometimes I like to take concepts and embody them. And I would say the middle way in every fucking area, right? Yeah. Yeah. Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't need to say much more to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Oh. Yeah, brother. I just, one thing that I want to say, because it's, it's so alive in me right now, we're talking about that fierceness. And I feel like as, as a collective of men, that's something that we've, we've stepped away from a little bit. Not everyone, but it's kind, it's kind of been taken away from men. And part of that I'd be, I believe is related to our sexual power as well. And, and that's something that I've really noticed when I really connect to that sexual energy, there's parts of myself in the past that shut down that fierceness that didn't let that fierceness out. And, and I think that that imbalanced my own sexual energy because I was so much on the soft side. And 
again, coming back to presence, right? Like women, from my experience, want, they want to feel that presence. They don't want to feel the rough, like jagged, but they want to feel the pressure. They want to feel the weight. They want to feel the strength of that. Yeah. And to me, uh, a measure of a man's strength is, is, mo is most revealed in his ability and his, his relationship to being graceful. Because my strength gives me the ability to be graceful. If, I'm not, if I don't have strength and connection to my muscles, how can I be gentle? How can I, how can I move slow? I'm going to be like trying to move fast so I can use momentum and do all these things. But moving slow requires a lot of presence. It requires a lot of power. It requires a lot of connection. And that fierceness is what's being activated, I think, right now. With, the, with coronavirus and people being like shut down and not being able to do things with the, the riots and with the yeah. highlighting of police brutality and institutionalized racism and all these things, the suppression of sexual energy is related to all of that. And once men tap back into that sexual energy, I believe that they step into a deeper level of responsibility. They recognize, at least I have, there's this recognition that I get to use this sexual energy to create. I get to use this sexual energy to help build the systems of sovereignty and regeneration yeah. and helping to create a, a better thriving life for humanity. And, and I think that that's been used against us. I think that the media and society hides and represses sexuality, but puts it in all the marketing and in the movies and in pornography so that way it's taboo to talk about it but it's everywhere so it depletes and it just creates everyone to leak that energy and that's create and it, and people who are not connected to that sexual energy people who aren't in the power people who aren't fierce are easy are easily to be controlled yeah man absolutely like <clears throat> you if for, for instance like when i went down i for me it started with the book the multi-orgasmic man by mantak chia I'm sure you know that book very well. <laughs> That's what started it for me too. It, like it changed my life. And what I yeah. noticed by going semen retention, having, having um, or, multiple orgasms, is you just kind of break through this uh, Mr. Nice Guy attitude, through this pleaser yeah. attitude, and you get a sense of not necessarily like, in the beginning I had to say I got aggressive sometimes. Like really when somebody, like for instance, crossed me on the road or what ever that was like an aggression like i'm gonna fucking beat that guy but after some time you gotta realize okay yeah i got a grounded aggression of course and, yeah. and and then it gets exactly what you described it gets a fierceness that that allows us men to to build a better world and especially to protect the values which are so fucking crucial the values of brotherhood heart connection honoring mother nature i mean look at the world what you just mentioned is a very deep and spiritual answer to the problems we have these days yeah things are out of hands things are getting uh, yeah got out of control and, i mean yeah and that's specifically whew, i'm getting truth bumps because it's it's so much my truth or the truth that moves through me i don't own it is helping men heal their relationship with sexuality and reclaim that sexual power will help us heal our relationship with the earth, with the feminine inside and out. 
And I believe that that's one of the biggest things that I see missing. I've gone through leadership programs and programs that are training future leaders. There's no talk about sexual energy. Mm, yeah. it does, we don't have to talk about sex in the leadership program. We don't have to be like, all right, we're going to be training you to be a future leader and we're going to talk about how to have sex. No, I'm talking about sexual energy and, and what that power does for us in life and why it's not talked about enough in my opinion is, is what you just talked about like we as a society as a global society we value taking rather than giving and to me taking insinuates a cycle that is not reciprocal because to me i like to say give and receive rather than take because if i'm giving it's part of that cycle because when I give, I also receive, but when I take, I don't receive because it's a one-time thing. If I go and take something from someone, I don't get anything back. Great. I may have an apple or I may have a, a filet of fish, whatever it may be, but now what? Right? Like it's like, if I, if I were to come and give a, an exercise, if someone wanted to take that exercise and not recognize why again, they're just, they're going to be left like, okay, well, you give me this exercise, but what's the point of it? If I don't understand why I'm connecting to my breath or why I'm practicing this big draw so that way I can move the energy in my body, what, what's the point? Yeah. And so to me, if we keep on valuing the extraction of resources, raping of women, and it, it, they're completely connected, going and clear cutting the land, trying to take as much oil out of the crust and, and pump it full of different toxic gases, spraying the fields with pesticides and toxins so we can try and get the best yields when in recognition, when in reality, we know that that decreases yields over time rather than the instant gratification. To me, that, that recognition has helped me to return to a deeper protection of the earth, recognizing that it's the long-term game. It's living this legacy and leaving a legacy for those to come because yeah. we're just borrowing the future from what we've been given from the past. And so yeah. we're, we're the ancestors of tomorrow today. And how can we as a collective do that? And I, like I said, that's why I do this work. That's why I got involved with this was specifically because of a message from the earth. I went on a vision quest in 2016, so powerful. And that, that's also, you know, if you ask me another moment, that really shifted things for me too, because I'd heard about rites of passages and I'd heard about initiations, but that specific moment, in addition, because of my connection to my heart, that helped me to see how important it is that we need spaces for men and women to come together, to go be off in our own biological structures and to be with masculine and to be with feminine and when I went out on my vision quest specifically where I was by myself for four days in nature with just water on a water fast. And so that way I could be clear and receive the messages from the spirits. The earth talked to me wow. and, and I had already had an, I already had a relationship with her at that point because I'm also a permaculture practitioner and a regenerative farmer and agriculturalist. So that, that led me on my path to getting back to my heart, to being, to honoring the earth. And when I was out there on those four days, she spoke to me and she said, I am with you. Your connection is always with me. We are with you. 
in, in, in whenever you need us, come back to us because we are here. You have our connection. So now please go back to the humans. If you humans have any desire to have a future, if you want to be with me, I need you all to recognize that I'm here, that I'm a living being, that we're all in this together. And I will support you all the way. But I need you all to remember that you're a part of this, that you don't own it, that you're not the dominion over it all. And, and that, was my, that was my duty. That was my assignment from life, from spirit, from creator, God, from the earth, to go back and to bring that connection, to bring that awareness back to humanity and recognize that it's just time to uh, update. It's time to upload or download some new, some new updates and programs so that way we can remember and delete what needs to be removed and co-create the, the thriving systems for resilience and sovereignty moving forward. Man, I got like goosebumps when you specifically said about what the earth told you. There was like a really deep message. Wow. And it's also that relates back to the grace, right? What you mentioned before. It's like this when you hear that and feel that energy of like, just honor me, see me too. We have to coexist. You cannot be anything else but graceful. Like it's, it's, it's impossible to not be graceful if you experience that. But that's the thing. The first step is to open towards this. It's not that anybody is, um, it, it's not that it's a privilege to hear the earth, to have that wonderful connection that you have built with the earth that I for sure can develop further. But we can all have that. We can all have that when we open towards it. Yeah. Yeah. And to me, to me, it's a responsibility because we have this concept of freedom. I, I fully believe in freedom. And I believe that there's another part connected to freedom is we have freedom of choice and responsibility to our choices. And, and I feel like there's so much of a focus on freedom. And a lot of times there's the, the responsibility part is forgotten. And yeah, what's coming up inside of me right now is this, this thing that came up to me the other, probably a month, month and a half ago, maybe two months. Wow. It's June, bro. I'm, I'm amazed that it's June. <laughs> so back, I was, I was leading this call called Sexual Sovereignty and Responsibility on the Sacred Sons app that we have our, our monthly platform and membership. Um, and what I said is that spirituality does not equal seriousness. And, and for me, this. I feel like there's, there's such a heavy weight around responsibility but to me, responsibility is a beautiful gift because when I show up for the things that I'm responsible for, it feels so good. It, 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 it enlivens me. It, it fulfills me. It, it helps me just feel relaxed and to be able to celebrate life. And, and that component is, is there for all of us. We have freedom of choice. We can do whatever we want on this earth and we're going to reap the responsibilities of the repercussions. And so how, why I'm relating that to spirituality does not equal seriousness. We don't have to get like so heavy with it all. And I'm a big proponent. Like, and you, you talked about that in the beginning of like doing inner child work. When, when a child is responsible for something, they're happy to do it. Yeah. They're, they're not like, they, they want to, they're like, I want to do it all the time. Like when a little child learns something, 
like of a like what um, one of the founders of Sacred Sons was out here with us and his son learned how to sweep and he just was grabbing the broom and wanting to sweep all the time. He's not like, oh God, I have to sweep again. He's like, I want to sweep again. And so yeah. when we can return to that, that innocence, that inner child joy, it really brings forth this, at least for me, it brings forth, forth this fulfillment and excitement that I got up today, that I get to give to life, that I have this other opportunity to be here and to experience and to give and to partake in this, this journey. So, yeah. 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 I love that. It's really, it's one piece that stood out and that I think it's really important for all the listeners as well. It's that piece around um, when you take responsibility, you feel great because you are in integrity and integrity is, is another word for responsibility. Integrity is very often, especially, I think even more often used in the men's, men's work fields. And I think yep. slow, solely for the reason that you don't wanna use the word responsibility because as you said, I am responsible for it. It has this kind of negative association, of course, which is not, the, not true. It's just the world gave it an association. But yeah. when we are in integrity, when we take responsibility for our lives, for our brothers, for our women, or whatever that is that's, that's important, our virtues, you just feel fucking amazing. And I love the example with the child because I've never thought about that, but it makes perfect sense. I never thought about why being in integrity makes me feel so good, but now I got the answer from you, brother. <laughs> and, and you mentioned before, also something I wanted to jump into. You mentioned about um, the power of having a sacred space with only men and, and only women, of course. So yeah. one of the questions I had for you is, how did joining the sacred sons and before i ask you the question guys if you don't know the sacred sons just check them out on instagram check out their website by the way i went on the on the website and i looked at the introduction video i got like goosebumps it's like this 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 missing link of warrior energy and fierceness and boldness fused with love it just over i was like pumped so pumped okay. just see <laughs> And also you were in the video. I saw you a couple of times in a couple of shots. Fuck, man. Like, just guys, watch this video. Go on their website. But how did joining the, how did joining the Sacred Sons impact your strength, integrity, and ability to lead as a man? Specifically, how did brotherhood change your life? Yeah, that, that's a beautiful question. And I'm going to relate it back to what you said, integrity. Brotherhood has provided me the reflection of myself and seeing myself and the other men around me and being able to witness their process and to witness them when they step out of integrity and to call them back into integrity and to be witnessed when I step out of integrity and to be called back in and to experience healthy competition, to experience man sharpening man, iron sharpening iron. Mm upholding each other to our highest and training with each other recognizing that we are a group of brothers that we are a global brotherhood we are brothers of this earth and to 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 be in that space where we are loving each other where we are fiercely meeting each other where we are challenging each other all from that heart-centered connection that that changed me and specifically with sacred sons I, 
I was in a place where I wasn't really upholding the clearest boundaries in my life. I, I would, I'm, I've been someone who's been so passionate about saying yes, that I overextend <laughs> myself, that I make so many commitments in the past that I don't necessarily show up to all of them. And I, albeit I created a farm, but that wasn't, that wasn't exactly what I wanted to create. And so because I didn't have the clearest boundary or I didn't have the clearest awareness of my standard and meeting my own standard, life eventually had that unravel because of my commitment and my devotion to living from my heart. And what I've seen is life will have things just like in general, life is always happening for you. So life happened for me to have the farm dissolve, to have a relationship that I was in. And I was just in this space of really observing. And I landed back on Maui on September 21st, 2018, the fall equinox, the balance of the light of masculine and feminine. And right away I touched down on Maui and she said, it's time to go, you need to leave. So in 10 days, I packed up my whole life, moved off the island and went straight to Sacred Sons, the first convergence. And what I think the most precise way that I can say is what Sacred Sons, like the entity, of sacred sons because for the three brothers jason adam and albert they're channeling they're bringing it through and sacred sons is its own entity and what sacred sons has provided me is a mirror of the parts of myself that still are not fully integrated and how i can step into them deeper how i can heal the brotherhood wound how i can heal the thoughts and the shadows of thinking that I'm going to be left out, that I'm going to be abandoned, that I'm going to be pushed out because of my past experiences. And so it's helped me to step into an even deeper embodiment of myself and my power. And also, I think one of the biggest things that Sacred Sons has helped me with is this concept of organization, because I have... I have rejected organization and planning for so long because I'm just like, I want to go with the flow and like, mm. I trust my heart and I know that I'm guided. Yes. <clears throat> and by committing to organizing and planning with a higher vision of what I want to manifest, of what I'm committed to, of what I'm devoted to, of living and leaving a legacy and heart connection, the details and the organization allow me to do what I actually want. and. And that's been a deep reflection from Sacred Sons is, is helping me to step into that organization. So those, I think that's a very good explanation for me and I'll stop there. <laughs> yeah, brother, but that's like one truth bomb after the other. I really already know that this podcast episode is going to benefit so many people. And you mentioned the brotherhood wounds, the kind of just did a podcast episode about this today, the lone wolf mindsets. Really yeah. this, this, this inherent fear in many men. And I believe that's the number one reason why men lose themselves in porn, binge watching Netflix and doing very mediocre things in their life, not living up to their truth and power and authentic core. It's, yeah. that, it's that they feel abandoned by their brothers. They're constantly comparing themselves to other men, not allowing them to honor the process of another brother. And I know this so well. It's a very powerful source to be driven by competition. However, what I always say is that this fire 
will eventually burn you and consume you if you don't add some water and some earth to that. Yeah, I love that. Because, and the earth and water is the brotherhood. It's not that you just now just don't work on yourself anymore. You don't challenge each other anymore. And you just hug group hugging all day. It's not about that at all. Huh? <laughs> it's a, yeah. it's, it's really about... It's really about still challenging. And like you mentioned before, I love that healthy competition. It's really competing in a healthy way and challenging each other because a man yeah. grows through challenge, challenging each other to become our greatest version. Mm. Yeah, what, what I love is one of the things that I've experienced with Sacred Sons that I don't experience elsewhere is that is we meet our edge we push each other there we we do cold plunges together we train together we push our bodies together we wrestle and roll together with the awareness that we're sharpening each other that we're helping each other to be our best selves that we can be and so when we go into a cold plunge when we challenge each other to stay in we're not doing it saying oh you're weak oh like <laughs> you're a pussy we don't say oh you're a pussy like there's a lot of that that goes on and yeah. I experienced that. I did that. I, I totally understand because I did that. I would shame men for not, do, not being good enough or not being strong enough or whatever it was for a specific activity rather than being able to support them and, and encourage them to just be who they are and, and meet their edge and find that growth opportunity to potentially get stronger or get bigger or whatever it may be. And specifically the wrestling component of, of actually physically meeting another human's body and another man's body where we get to push each other, where we get to find that, that fire, that aggression and channel it and not let it lash out, not, not let it turn into anger that then I use to try and control someone because I think that I need to prove a point, but rather how can this be, how can I let this be beautiful? How can I let this be an art form, an expression? Because again, martial art. Even though martial insinuates war and, and violence and aggression, the, there's the balance, right? The fierce grace, the powerful, the, the powerful gentleness. And, and how do we do that? And what's interesting, um, Aubrey Marcus posted something the other day talking about this samurai who was given a mission by the shogun to go kill this criminal or this man because of what he was doing. And he showed up and that man that he was supposed to go kill spit in his face. And so the warrior, the, the samurai was going to take his sword out, but he, he walked away and he came back the next day. And this time the criminal spit in his face. And this time, like he continued to pull his sword out and the criminal said, why are you doing that? The other day I spit in your face, you left. And he said, that's because yesterday I was angry. And today I am not angry. And I do not let my, I do not let my emotions cause me to act. Or I do not act out of anger. I don't use my sword when I'm angry. And so yeah. to me, that's, and then he ended up killing the, the individual. Like to me, I'm not, I'm not supporting killing, but I'm, I'm supporting <laughs> us. I'm supporting us showing up with, with, a level of sovereignty over our own emotions and to recognize that I'm not going to act out of a place of anger or I'm not going to act out of a place of that. But you know, 
like that's I think right now I'm just planting the seed maybe we talk about that in the future about this whole concept of death and how people are so afraid of it and it's so hidden but yet it's so much a part of what's going on and yeah that's um, I'll just leave it at that yeah absolutely brother I'm gonna definitely have you on another podcast episode as well because we just basically scratched the surface here yeah (laughs) and i love i love to end with death i love to end here that's a powerful ending where can people find you devin people who want to benefit from the great wisdom you have and share with the world well first thank you for just for having me on here and for this epic drop-in the best and easiest place to find me is on instagram my name is devin Fredrickson. you can find me on there I also have a website, devinfredrickson.com. I'm going to link and both of them in the podcast notes. Wonderful. And, and those are the, the simplest ways. I, I, I stay connected in those ways and I check them. And I'm just here to connect in any way. So if anything landed for you in this podcast or there's questions or you're confused or you're triggered and you're like, that's not right, please reach out to me because I'm here. I am I am a learner of life and I'm always learning and I love to connect and meet challenge or, or compliment, whatever it may be, because it's all an opportunity to deepen into my integrity. So just thank you for this, this connection, this conversation, this exploration and creation of brotherhood. So I'm grateful to continue our connection, brother. I'm grateful too. And I just want to honor you here one time again. It's really wow man you answered sort of questions i had and i've been asking myself for a longer time you really gave me some deeper deeper answers to them questions i've been for example when you said slow down it's not just that you said slow down but it really answered a specific thing that that came up for me again and again so i really really appreciate you brother and i'm gonna have you again on the podcasts i'm gonna go fucking even deeper yeah, I mean, I don't even, I, I don't, I don't, I don't even know if that's possible. <laughs> a deeper than we just went. <laughs> oh. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Thank you so much.